0: Welcome to the Before Midnight Podcast, brought to you from the M Plus One Studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of multi-sport, if it has to do with swimming, biking, running, any combination of the three, or anything tangential to these sports, we generally cover. I'm your host, Brian Schengenfelder, my co-host, Linda Ward, couldn't make it this week. Mainly because of me, we had spring break, I was pretty uh, busy going up to Indy. We got to spend a few days up there at the Children's Museum, the zoo, and some other stuff, which we'll probably cover at a future time. It was good times, but we weren't able to get together for a podcast, so it's just me on the solo today. What I wanted to cover today was the physics of running. Uh, and We're going to simplify this down. We're not going to do equations and formulas and fun stuff like that, but I wanted to kind of go over the actual science behind running and what makes up a fast runner. That way when we talk about form in a future episode, maybe this week, next week, or the the week after, uh, it gives us some basis as to why we are, what we're trying to accomplish by developing good running form. Again, I wanted to kind of go over the physics of it. We're going to start by talking about the push-off. When the foot leaves the ground, when you toe off from the ground, you take flight, you jump from one leg to the next, which is the basic concept of running, you're generating a force upon the ground. And before we get into this, I'm going to go ahead and make some assumptions. Like we're running on a hard surface, like a concrete or something. There's no ice involved, which would uh, reduce friction in our environment. There's no soft ground like grass or uh, mud that will also slow this down because if i'm running on ice i don't have great friction which means my push off is going to be some fraction of what it would normally be on a hard surface same thing with soft ground if i if i'm pushing off into soft ground i'm actually deforming that ground and when i deform the ground that's energy that's lost and not included in my, my toe off so i'm just going to assume that we're pushing off a hard ground And when we push off that hard ground, the earth tends to weigh a little bit more than us humans. uh, Quite a bit more than us humans. In fact, almost infinitely more than us humans. Therefore, when we push against the earth, the earth pushes back against us, and we move, and the earth stays still, (laughs) as you would expect. And when we push off, we generate a vector force that sends us in an upward direction something like 10, 20% above the horizon, we, we generate this force. If I take that force as a vector, I can break it down into its vertical and horizontal components. The vertical component is how far will we go up in the air. We take that, the vertical part of that force, and that will determine, you know, when we take our weight, we could calculate how high we're going to travel on that push-off. The second part is the horizontal force that's generated. And this determines how fast we go. When we look at those two parts, we got the vertical, we got the horizontal. The horizontal is going to tell us how fast we go. The vertical is going to tell us how high we go. From a pure speed standpoint, we would want to minimize our vertical takeoff and maximize the horizontal from each push. Because at the end of the day, when I tow off, That's gonna be the maximum force I'm gonna generate for that stride is based on my fitness, based on my leg strength and those elements. There's gonna be a maximum force. So we want to make sure that that force is generated on every toe off, maximizes the horizontal forces and kind of minimizes the vertical forces if we can. Now, the second part of this is if we take the center of gravity, the center of mass for a human being, i.e. the center of all of our volume, that would be located roughly in our belly button area. The toe being some distance away from the middle, you generate what they call it, um, a rotational force. So anytime you s- apply a force away from the center of gravity, the, the thing will spin. Humans are the exact same way. When we toe off from the, from the foot, we're gonna generate a rotational fo- counter force which means that if we were to run we would fall on our butts. And we see this with kids. When a child is learns to stand, they can stand straight up but when they start to walk, they immediately fall on their butt because they try to push with their foot, that rotation comes back and they end up landing on their butt. To counterbalance that rotational force, we learned very early age as a kid that to not fall on our butts, we lean forward. and we, you the gravity being a force that's horizontal that comes down yeah. generates our counterbalance or our counterforce that keeps us from landing on our butt and so kids as they learn to walk they learn to lean forward and then the counter thing happens Instead of falling on their foot they start going too far forward they lose their balance forward they generate too much counter uh, rotational force and end up falling on their face but eventually they learn, as all adults and everybody else learns, that we learn to balance that point. We, we know that tipping point between falling over and standing up, and, and walking becomes second nature, and we don't have to think about balance and, and, and that type of issue. Now, the side of that is we've got to generate that counter-rotational by leaning forward. The other element of this is where we land on the ground each time. For us to maintain that balance point and not fall forward on our face or fall back on our butt, our foot has to land pretty much underneath our center of gravity. Therefore, the more we lean, the more our foot has to go forward to land underneath our center of gravity that changes when we lean forward. So those are the basic elements of running. Now there is the element of what happens when our foot hits the ground. When we hit the ground, we're going forward, our foot puts a force into the ground, the ground pushes back, and that pushback comes in the form of deceleration. Because we're going forward, our foot hits, there's friction there, there's force being applied The ground, like I said, pushes back, and that causes us to slow down. What we want to be able to do to maximize our speed is we have to also minimize our deceleration. And that means we need to minimize the amount of contact our foot has with the ground. When we talk about running form, we talk about running technique. That becomes something else we have to keep in mind is how do we minimize our contact with the foot to the ground. The other side of that is our calves. Our calves are muscles that allow us to land. They tend to be fairly elastic. This allows us to be able to step and absorb the shock that comes up the foot into the body. Well that elastic capacity of our muscles will hold like a spring some energy whenever we land. Uh, The longer we're in contact with the ground, the faster that energy dissipates from our system in the form of heat and and other sources. If we can minimize our contact with the ground, we can take some of that elastic and put it back into our next step, kind of a, a bounce mechanism that our body naturally has to help us generate more force. But once again, we've got to minimize our contact with the ground to be able to realize any rebounding gains. If our foot are on the ground for a long time, that energy dissipates and there's nothing there. If we stand, if if I were to hop, it's easy to kind of continue hopping, but as soon as you stop, you have to put a lot more force to get hopping again because that elasticity dissipates. It's not like I jump in a spring and it holds forever. It, It actually dissipates on ourselves. So what that does is it tells us a number of things that we need to look at when we are looking at running form. One, we're looking to minimize that vertical element of power generation. We're also looking to minimize our contact with the ground. With those two things in mind, we can then begin to talk about running form. We can talk about what should our posture look like? Why should our posture be certain ways? What does our cadence need to be? These are all elements that get us in the discussion of these things, of minimizing the vertical and minimizing ground contact. So like I said, I just wanted to, with this podcast, just kind of go over the basics of the physics of running and and the running stride and, and what's going on and why we do the things we do so that when we have that conversation about running form, I can tie it back into these concepts and go, okay, we want to do this because it allows us to do that which will help us to minimize our vertical gain. This will help us to minimize our contact with the ground. This tells us why we need to do those things. That was the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, my In the future, we'll talk about more of this again when we get back. when, when Linda and I get back together, we'll talk about the, the running form and, and, and we'll re- come back and talk about the physics and how why we're doing the things we're doing. At this point, if you've enjoyed this as a podcast and you're on iTunes, give us five stars. If you've watched this on YouTube, uh, hit the like button if you've enjoyed it. If you want to see more content like this, hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell, and you'll be notified when we release new content. We, we release a podcast weekly. We release, we're going to hopefully this summer when the weather warms up, release more content, some, some mini tutorials on different skills within triathlon and multi-sport in general Um, so if you did like i said hit the hit the like hit the subscribe and as always have a great day if you want to